0: This is the Epilogue audio experience. Anuradha Parekh is a renowned architect, independent filmmaker of niche films like English August and Sprit Wide Open and founder come artistic director at G5, a multifunctional cultural hub centre in South Mumbai city. It is interesting how Parik combines three diverse worlds her architectural practice her engagement with the performing arts and her attraction to cinema both as filmmaker and as production designer privileged to introduce the quiet very elegant Anuradha Parik on our podcast show Meri Kahane. So uh, let's start with the very big name. I think you were born to very privileged parents and had a very privileged upbringing.
1: Yes, I have uh, to say that a lot of credit really goes to the, the environment that I was brought up in and my parents and the fact that we... You know, art, like I often say, art and culture was um, an integral part of our lives in a way that there wasn't even a separation. You know, we would um, attend concerts, we would have concerts at home, we would have um, trips to um, Marathi Theatre. I mean, it was just part of things, you know, visit museums. And so I think, and of course, all the books at home. So I think all of that... Combined with the fact that my mom uh, was also a painter and a patron of the arts, uh, she was uh, working at a time when there were the, you know, some of the finest artists uh, we've seen from, you know, Hussein Gaitonde, Raza, and uh, Nalini Malani, and all the rest. So yeah, it's so, been a privilege.
0: Uh, I think the parents' marriage is a mix of. Uh cultures and communities, your father is a Gujarati, Mm -hmm. your mother is Maharashtrian, Mm -hmm. and uh, your father is an academic and your mother is an artist, am I right?
1: Yes, in some, yes.
0: (laughs) And uh, I remember interacting with your mother and she says that she's also spent a lot of time with Gurudev, Rabindranath Tagore.
1: Yeah, so she had the privilege, again, you know, to be part of not only the Freedom Movement, uh, but also, yes, uh, Tagore and Shantani Ketan. So there was that lineage has been really quite special. So has she told you stories
0: about Tagore and many more stalwarts?
1: Yes, but I think more than uh, those personal encounters, I remember her reciting poetry and uh, some of his works and then Kalidas and... Just a lot of, uh, I would think, stuff that has seeped into uh, my brother and me in ways that uh, sometimes even I'm surprised that it sort of pops out, you know, on the Mm -hmm. on an occasion that you don't even sort of uh, uh, know it's going to be there. So it's been wonderful, I think, to just be immersed in that kind of uh, mahal, as they say, you know,
0: So what kind of a schooling, college and uh, vocation hunting did you have? Did you know from the very beginning that you were going to be an architect?
1: Um, I think fairly early on uh, <laughs> because I, I think somewhere uh, I had also um, the privilege of uh, in, in interacting with uh, people like Charles Correa and um, other senior architects who Nari Gandhi, um who else um you know several people uh, uh pravina meta um and i think that com- you know in combination with all the other arts that we were exposed to i think uh, because this this whole lot, I, I can't uh, explain to you that this this whole lot, my parents, all of these wonderful artists and uh, architects, uh, filmmakers, were really part of one kind of a fabric. And they all engaged and interacted with one another. So I think um, that maybe somewhere did shape my interest. I was, of course, always interested in the visual arts, but I felt that... Uh, architecture sort of in some ways in built form sort of you know held a lot of the ideas that came from the visual arts from cinema from from music sound and I just felt that architecture was something that that uh, I should work for and sort of pursue. So you started with uh, residences offices or something more? Actually, I think the first project, as many, many architects must have uh, started with, is, is, is family, friends, bathroom. Hmm. You know, it's like <laughs> a typical sort of, you know, they're willing to risk a young architect on, on stuff like that. Um, hmm. So it probably was a bathroom. But of course, then, you know, I did a, um, somebody's bungalow and uh, then uh, friends roped me into doing uh, their homes and at that point um, I I think we still had sort of professionals as in architects doing homes, it wasn't um, mixed with people who sort of had good taste and decided to take on interiors and you know that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. so it was still fun and and, uh, important and um, I think it it allowed me also um, I mean some of the like I what I used to do in some of those interior projects is also make it as architectural as possible so I would sort of knock out walls you know make it a spatial experience more than just decorating the space um, yeah so, no, so you have done yeah.
0: Shabana Azmi's home you've done Amir Khan's home so what yeah. are, uh, what are the basics that attract you to a client and what are the ground rules you decide with them
1: I think what uh what's important in a relationship with with uh, between an architect and client is uh firstly a, a match of sensibilities and aesthetics. Mm. Um if that isn't there it's very hard to even you know communicate and form a language of communication. So mm. so I think that's important or critical. Uh and the second thing is there has to be mutual respect. Um mm. in that I mean I remember with Amir uh i'm not the kind of person who goes in as a star architect and says okay leave it to me come back in six months and you can have your space i -hmm. enjoy the interaction the engagement with the client because ultimately it's going to be their space Mm -hmm. um i i don't believe in leaving my signature um Mm -hmm. i i like to engage the the client so much so that some of my team would often tell me that you know you have this incredible knack of letting people believe that they've actually designed the home and <laughs> while while yeah because i mean while that was a criticism um i actually thought it was rather nice because uh, yeah. i i you know i don't think so i would i mean in fact uh, when we were doing Amir's, uh place um you know he had a few friends who or or colleagues who would sometimes come in and out of meetings and give their opinion and that's when i sort of uh told him gently i said look amit uh if this is our bunch of people that are going to be together um you know making decisions then they must be there throughout the process Mm. it's it's very hard for people you know for me when people different people come in at different points voice their opinion and suddenly uh, you know, stall the the process, um, mm-hmm. and and he sort of really got it, and mm-hmm. he said, no, I I totally get it, and he said, forget it from now on, they won't pay anybody coming in. It just you know, both of us can can make it work. This was actually you know, when what he I, was. What I
0: remember yeah. of uh, my uh, interaction with Amir uh, Visa Vu uh, is mm-hmm. that uh, he gave you very specific instructions on his wardrobe, about the shelves and the. Book yeah, thing. yeah. And the shoe shelf. So you <laughs> are, uh, told me that you know it, it helps when they do it so specifically because then there are no um, second thoughts.
1: Yeah, no. It was actually there was a funny incident um, where yeah. he would he he also would uh, you know measure the the sort of distance that he wanted the the base encounter to be and and all of those things. Which I mean I think now he's known for those kinds of details. But that was very, very, uh, yeah. So so that in a way, frankly, I don't see that as um, a problem. In fact, it just, you know, those are transactional things and you get that out of the way. What was interesting was I remember once um, I went to the house and there were some odd pieces of um, uh, crockery lying there uh, or like a, a vase, I think. And I asked his maid then and I said, you know, where did this come from? so hmm. she said that uh, kaha ki aapne, uh hoga, to phir theek hai. so i hmm. said no i haven't brought it so he, <laughs> so so it was it was really funny but it was very nice because he thought i had brought it and so even though he was uh he found it suspect he was like huh. okay one has got it it should be okay so yeah and then so we had a good laugh over that so i feel that's where, you know, you trust and respect uh, uh, your colleague and professional, then I think the relationship really works. Um, um, But uh, there are, as you know, others who who love to bring in 40 people and, you know, get everyone's opinion in the matter and that sort of just makes it uh, a confused narrative then.
0: Right. So, uh, Shabana Azmi is a friend of yours. Uh, yeah. It becomes a little difficult when you are uh, doing the home of a friend because where do you uh, bring the barricade of friendship and professionalism? <laughs>
1: yeah. How do you do it? I think Javed plays a good role um, oh. in, in uh, uh, you know, not, not um, uh, that there has been any issue because I think I've done work with her even when Javed was uh, not as involved um but i think what what was more uh mm. tough with them was that both of them came from very different sensibilities um mm. and so that was always a challenge uh because uh then it you know i it became like whose side am i on and i finally mm. i told her i said look this isn't working because um you know it's it's such different styles and such different uh, aesthetics that um it's it's very tough to to make something that will work for both of you um mm-hmm. or it will just be some third element which um i don't know if i'm the right person for it so at that mm-hmm. point then of course we we got back and then there was you know some kind of um adjustments and acceptances and all of that but then when we so so you know shabana came from the the very um i would say the I think Shabana and I were more in sync with the Mm -hmm. kind of uh, aesthetic that we wanted in the house. Uh, Mm -hmm. Javed still wanted something that was more uh, sort of palatial Mm -hmm. and flamboyant. And I was, you know, I kept telling them, I said, I don't think I'm the right person for this kind of. Mm -hmm. Uh, But ultimately, we sort of found some balance. And -hmm. then interestingly, we're actually now redoing some of the house. And um, I have to say, so many years later, which is probably 15 years later, I actually mm. find both of them have switched roles. So I told <laughs> them, I said, I said that now it's actually yeah. Javed and I who are in sort of sync and Shabana is like, OK, I want this. This, you know, uh, space to be really glamorous and really, you know, uh, uh, flamboyant. So I, I was joking with them and I said, this is hysterical. You know? yeah, so, interesting. But we're still interesting. not on the same page. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Interesting. Yeah. I guess that's why the marriage yeah. works, because if they are all the time on the same page, it becomes very boring. Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, Anuradha, uh, you have also uh, been a filmmaker and yeah. uh, produced two films and uh, been the creative, uh, creative director of it in a way uh, that yeah. is um, yeah. English August and Split Wide Open, yeah. niche films, indie films, uh, but interesting films, uh, path breaking films in its own way. Uh, yeah. What made you get into film production, you know, coming from such a uh, secure kind of a home, uh, what would make you <laughs> gamble with the show business?
1: Um, I think. See, my father was uh, chairman of the Film Finance Corporation. Right. Uh, uh, I can't remember the years now, but this was. Um, he was actually instrumental in making it uh, the National Film Development Corporation as it is now. Um yeah. And actually, it was then that I. Think I think you should
0: take the name of the father when you talk about
1: it. Yeah. yeah. So so. My, yeah, so my father was Jagdish Parikh um, and he was uh, he had actually, his story is quite interesting about NFTC because he was just out of the blue um, you know, connected to BK Karanjia who was then chairman of FFC and then later he got a call from uh, VC Shukla who was the minister of information at that time uh, right. and he said, uh, you know Parik sir, would you take on you know, the, the chairmanship and he was like okay but mm-hmm. i mean i have no film background but he said no we want your management because he's he's a management uh uh expert and and professional so so yeah so that's how that journey began um mm-hmm. and so through through that i i was i guess more familiar i also really got to meet all the independent filmmakers from Manikal, kumar shahani to um to um you know, and, and all the actors who were yeah. a class apart, you know, from Om Puri, Shabana, uh, Naseer, mm. Smita, all the really important uh, 70s and, of course, Sham Benegal, everybody. So so I think that really, and, and it sort of was, in a way, quite an organic extension of uh, the kind of work that I was interested in. And so I think that uh, made it, a sort of uh, natural extension for me because I I also think cinema and architecture and all of it is is uh, deeply linked.
0: Mm-hmm. And did you enjoy the experience of the film uh, making?
1: I loved it except of course for the for the you know the the way independent filmmakers were treated then um, mm-hmm. and possibly even now um, mm-hmm it's because our mainstream industry is so so um, dominant, dominant yeah yeah that there is there used to be even less space and if you tried doing something that was even slightly different from the art cinema that was known mm. um it it uh, just didn't have place and it didn't have the kind of uh, uh, support system so it was it was very very tough. Um, mm. in fact, when we took English August to, I remember, Toronto, uh, because it was really well-received. It, it got that kind of, uh, you know, cult following, etc. We, uh, we got a call from GP Sippy. Hmm. And he told us, he said, you know, a friend of mine took me to Regal, where English August was running. And he said, I have never seen the audiences react to an Indian English film in this way. And he said, so I I want to meet you, you know, the director and uh, the, the cast and crew. So mm. he said, you'll have to come over for dinner. And so it was bizarre. But this whole, you know, English August troupe ended up having a wonderful dinner with uh, G.P.C.P. He just couldn't believe the way the audience was with it, you know, with, mm. uh, in tune with, with uh, the film. So that mm. was also a, a remarkable uh, kind of... Um, Mm. Uh, experience but yeah it's, cool. it's...
0: is also a remarkable man who understands uh, changes and winds of change
1: and that's why he recognized and i think audience that. exactly exactly and it was mm-hmm. marvelous that he at his age and stage you know would be also so interested in learning uh yeah. that that was key i thought also so, you
0: know, uh, Anuradha, you, you you used to talk about production design at a time when the term was unheard of in India. Yeah. And I remember yeah. you explaining to me what is a production design and how it has to be in sync with the palette of the film. And I was yeah, also thinking what language you're speaking. But today, <laughs> uh, everybody seems to be so evolved about it. So how how were you introduced to it and you also did I think, Luck by Chance, where you played the production designer. So tell me about that
1: journey. So I I studied architecture at the Rhode Island School of Design, and Mm. I was really lucky that uh, our program was and always has been art-dominated. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of the other architecture programs are sort of technology and you know science oriented, um, mm-hmm. and and the practice of architecture, etc. So so RISD uh, uh, or the Rhode Island School of Design uh, really uh-huh. enabled us uh, this um, uh, sort of in, in integration of the arts. And uh, so it always so there was photography, there was filmmaking, apart from architecture, of course, and fashion, textiles. I mean, you know, the the whole spectrum of uh, uh, what a design school would would hold. And we would have uh, the opportunity to work with a lot of mediums. So I think that in some ways set the the base Um, and then um, I was working working with Dave Benegal, and so he also had, um, uh, I think, a really interesting sort of perspective on cinema and filmmaking. And we both sort of felt that, uh, you know, uh, while the director is the auteur, um, there is room for somebody like a production designer to really help the director um Create the mise en scène in a way that is layered enough, so mm-hmm. that it, it's not just about the frame, but it's really about everything—the uh, the temperatures, the you know. So so for example, in English August, um, one of the things that Opmenu and they've kept talking about. Uh, Upamanyu Chatterjee, who was the author of the book um, English <laughs> August, uh, hmm. he and Dave Benegal com- um, co-wrote the script, and so often they would they would bring up this whole idea of heat because in Madna, where where um, the main character Guster is uh, finds himself as an IAS officer, hmm. um, there uh, you know heat became a really big. Metaphor, and so we explored, you know, different ways of how we need to make the audiences feel that heat. Now, this is not yeah. something new. I'm saying it's just yeah. that um, with the ability to bring color, to work with the cinematographer, to 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 work with the gels, you know, all of that enabled, apart from just structuring the set. It really was about creating the whole um, uh, sort of real feel of the of being in that world and being immersed in that world. Mm -hmm. So I think um, I still find that production design here, you know, the art director has suddenly become production designer. Yeah. Um, And I think people often haven't been trained enough to to really push the boundaries and to really, really uh, do justice to the work. Uh, so a lot of it is still surface uh, related, and it's about getting the look right. Um, and and while that's great, so we you know our our uh, the visual quality of of our films is much better, but I'm not sure sometimes if they've really uh, got it, you know, in terms of understanding how to because a lot of directors are also not very articulate. Um, and uh, so I think I think it's very important that, the, again, the rapport, like I said earlier about the client and the architect, it's very important mm-hmm. that the production designer, the cinematographer and the director um, really are able to work together as one team and to to and of course, sound, um, which which again, English August was one of the first films that did sync sound. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, in fact, uh, it was a pity that we didn't have the, the money at that point to do a Dolby mix and all of that. But um, it was, um, I believe, the, one of the first films. Um, uh, so, so, you know, I think what I'm, what I'm saying is that I think we sometimes don't uh, push the, the envelope as much as we could, I guess, is, is, a, is one way of putting it. In, in our sort of production look, anyway, design. the
0: production design uh, title you got in Luck by Chance was very yeah. reflected in the kind of uh, the look the film had. And yeah. I think everybody noticed. And now uh, things are, of course, very different. How did you dream, think and conceive the idea of G5? So for our uh, uh, listeners, in case they don't know, uh, it is the Pritchie Theatre of the South Bombay.
1: <laughs> and, uh, yeah and I, if that's if, how
0: you explained to me in uh, uh, Prithvi theater when we were sitting having Irish coffee
1: at yes the
0: until <laughs> then I was not understanding what you were doing and then you said you know it's going to be the Prithvi theater of South Bombay and I right. said wow
1: so, so, just so I have, yeah. <laughs> thank you thank you no, I think I think uh, if Konal Kapoor had had his way, it it literally would have been Prithvi Theatre of of South Bombay, uh, mm-hmm. because I have to say that he was one of the people who I worked with closely in the initial stages. Apart from, of course, uh, my colleagues in uh, uh, structure and and sound and all of that, um, but I think I think it's. Um, I was very clear that I. Um, while there was the the inspiration of i would say chabildas uh, theater uh, mm-hmm. there was the um the desai i don't know if you're familiar with it but in the in the 60s there was this place in breach candy called uh, the Pulabai center where a lot of these artists from ravi shankar to uh, like i said earlier hussain gai mm-hmm. Bonde, akbar um all of them uh worked together in this space that uh was was like an artist studio, I suppose. Um and so so there was that, there was um all of these, and of course then later Prithvi, all of this sort of seeped into the DNA of what is now G5A. Mm-hmm. Um and and I think what I was very clear about was that I didn't want it to be uh, multi uh uh, a singular uh, domain a space, which is, it wasn't just theater, but mm-hmm. it would be a space where we could have a lot of the performing arts uh, uh, work there as easily. So so I have always from the beginning as an architect and also as somebody conceiving of the project, I've always felt that a black box would be the best solution. And uh, the, the idea of the black box uh, emerged, I think somewhere in the sixties in, in the West where um, it was literally that. It was a black box, a cube-ish kind of space um, where, they, uh, where artists, professionals, practitioners, directors, light, uh, lighting experts could come and really explore form in a way that wasn't possible in the formal structures of, say, a proscenium theater. Um, so I was always keen that this be uh, a black box where re- where artists were really pushed to it's like the the white paper that you or a blank paper that you as a writer say begin with uh, Bhavna, you know mm, yeah. um, it's it's that kind of version, a 3D version of of that uh, where where you really come in it's a blank slate and mm-hmm. uh, you are able to conceive the form of your uh, performance. Uh, whether it is dance, music or theatre, in a way that uh, maybe you haven't been able to before. So Mm. that's really uh, was the core of uh, G5A. But um, what really uh, began with that, we've now actually, we have five elements actually. So one is the warehouse, because it was an old warehouse uh, adjoining a a, a textile mill. So the space itself comes under the warehouse. Uh, then we have the forum, which is the programming arm of G5A, where mm-hmm. we used to earlier curate programs, but now we um, we, we also are hoping to produce uh, our own programs. And then we have City Lab, which works with our neighboring uh, community and uh, ward. And then now we've added two more, which is Academy and Imprint. So Imprint is our uh, online magazine and Academy is our um, learning space, sort of educational arm.
0: Okay. So for those who have not been there, because I have been there uh, and been uh, even hosted a party there, it's a fabulous place in Mahalakshmi. Uh, the and the way it looks so cheerful and colorful down where you can have a cup of coffee or something uh, very stylish to eat before the program begins. The black box is a uh, theater, uh, amphitheater, which is a theatrical experience. Then there is a mezzanine floor where, mm-hmm. uh, if you are having a small party, uh, you can entertain.
1: It's just fabulous. and we have exhibitions, so, workshops also there. And we oh. have now our open air uh, uh, terrace, which uh, actually a lot of people have been uh, coming here to work and also to have uh, dinner and you know small intimate gatherings uh, because it's open and outdoor. Uh, it's right. safe.
0: Yes. So uh, you don a couple of hats and feathers. What do you enjoy the most?
1: I think at this stage, having completed five years of G5A, I think I'm ready to go back to making films. <laughs> so I think I think, yeah, so I think uh, I have to um, I, we have a wonderful team now and uh, Ishan uh, Benegal is sort of uh, my associate um, Artistic director, and he and the team we have now is really very solid and very very. Um, I would say uh, I really have taken ownership of G Five A, um, and so I'm hoping that sooner than later I'm able to take a, a, a you know slight, um, well not not sabbatical, but at least take a back seat for a while, and then you know get to doing some work in film or. Um, what yeah, kind yeah, of a thing creative. do you want to make? Ah, that's there's so many ideas, but uh I haven't actually had had time to sit quietly and think about it. Um mm. I still have I think the the year to go to to really um sort things out here and then really um work on something interesting, I hope.
0: <laughs> mm. I think uh, what you have told us about your story has been absolutely wonderful. It's amazing how much you have accomplished so quietly in such a
1: short time. And uh, we wish you the best. Thank you so much, Bhavna. That means a lot, really. Thank you.
0: Thank you for tuning in. If you have liked this episode, do comment. Do rate on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Hubhopper, CastBox, Spotify, GeoSavan, so that you get notified when we come next. Stay tuned for the next episode with yet another guest. And until then, take great care of yourself.